0: Hey, this is Kevin Weatherby at Save the Cowboy. I want you to tow that stirrup, throw a leg over the candle, take a deep seat, and put your hat down tight. I ain't going to tolerate no whining or griping, so let's all strike a long trot down that narrow trail and learn how to ride with God. Come on! What you waiting on? Let's go. Today, I titled this Experiment Discover. Uh, a good friend of mine started a Bible study a couple weeks ago. She, she had mentioned it to me prior to the the start of it and kind of wanted to bounce some ideas off me and man it just what she told me it was about just really hit home uh, the Bible study's titled Good Boundaries and Goodbyes the reason why it struck me so much is going through my second divorce and everything and you know I've got a lot of stuff going on with family and moving and all this other good stuff and I found myself lacking boundaries you know it's, it's not so much a boundary for for Everybody to me, it's me for everybody else. Knowing when to say no, knowing when to help. Uh, I've, had, I've always had a hard time with that. I've always wanted to help everybody, whether they asked me for help or not. I've just volunteered myself. I've pushed my way into people's lives to try and help them, even if they didn't need it. And that's, uh, that's one of my biggest problems that I've had. Yeah. I've kind of... Kind of dabbled a little bit in Google. I, I figure I'm, I'm a pretty educated man nowadays now that we have the Internet and Google. Uh, there's a, there's a, in this Bible study that we're doing, they're talking about the 613 commandments. And uh, I had to look it up. It's like, man, there's 613 commandments. And sure enough, Google said there was. Uh, it's amazing. I, I kind of I poked into it a little bit and kind of seen what they were word for word. And in reality, it's his boundaries. It's the boundaries that, that God has set there for us to follow, and it's it's our laws. You know, it's it's the it's the groundwork for what we need to do as a person to be closer to Him. And I tell you what, the the the, the first vice, the first verse that comes to mind is Genesis three one through six, and it says the serpent was the shrewdest of all the animals the, the Lord God had made. One day he asked the woman, did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? Of course we may eat from the trees in the garden, the woman replied. It's only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we're not allowed to eat. God said, you must not eat it or even touch it or you will die. You won't die, the serpent replied to the woman. God knows that your eyes will be open as soon as you eat it and you'll be like God, knowing both good and evil. The woman was convinced that she saw the tree, it was beautiful, and the fruit looked delicious. She wanted the wisdom they would give to her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some of it to her husband, who ate it as well. So with that, that's the, uh, you know, it's the precursor to a boundary. Later on, we'll, we'll, we'll touch base on the rest of that and uh, see what happens when, when those boundaries are broken. Uh, with, the, uh, with the boundaries and whatnot, I figured out that a lot of your actions do affect other people. So you got to be careful with what you say, what you do, how you treat others. I'm the vice president of our local Dad's Albert County chapter. And a lot of it's uh, helping other people. A lot of it now is, is me becoming a leader in the community. And it's something that I didn't really expect to come with the job, but I'm thankful that it did. I've been asked numerous times to, to speak on behalf of the group uh, it's been great. It's been a great experience, but I couldn't have done it without church, without the boundaries that God's put in front of me on how I should act, how I should treat other people. Uh, I'm one of those guys that always kind of posted stupid memes on Facebook and didn't really care who it affected, what it was going to do. Uh, some of them, yeah, they were inappropriate. I can, I'll agree to that. Then somebody reached out to me one day. She's sitting in the front row, next to the guy in the cowboy hat. She goes, Willie, you probably ought to take that last post down. You, uh, you represent more than just yourself. You represent the church. You represent the dad's group. And this is the way you want people to see who you are. So from that day forward, I had my boundary set. I didn't give it to myself. Kathy gave it to me. <laughs> and when Kathy, I don't know, when Kathy speaks to me, she speaks to me, and there's, there's, no, there's no denying when Kathy talks to you, you listen. And I don't know how Ty, he's got to just, he's a lover, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, obviously, Coy over here, she's, she's been a key part of that growth. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, that's just be careful with what you say, what you do, because it does affect others. It, it, it portrays who you are as a person. And it was one of those things I had to come to realize, if I wanted to take this stage, I had, to, I had to be a better person. All my dumb stuff I've always posted, I couldn't do it anymore. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love some of the rank names that I see, but I don't post them anymore. I keep them to myself. I don't know what my niece just said, but she's giving me grief. Yeah, now I, now I just post about my dog. I don't even know where he's at. Oh, Zach's got him. Yeah, now all my posts are about bacon you know, my little, my little healer. Uh, Yeah, that, 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 you want to see a life-changing experience? Get a dog. So, sorry, getting a dog apparently touched me for some reason. (laughs) That hit in the fields. Uh, Some of this stuff with the boundaries is the people that you trust and the ones that you didn't expect to trust. I've been let down by some of my most closest friends, closest family, and it's because of me. It's because I didn't have boundaries. I didn't establish this this wall between me and them and what was acceptable and what wasn't. It? It's, you know, kind of gathered through to work. I got a, I work with a bunch of, I don't know, they're kids, they're 20-somethings, and like they they put my rankness to just a whole nother level. I mean, these kids are... They say some of the weirdest stuff that you'd never, you'd never want to repeat in a church, uh, and I had to set a boundary with them. They talk about a lot of stuff that I just don't feel comfortable with, and they look at me and they're like, "Well, why, Willie? Why can't why can't we discuss this with you?" It's because I don't believe in it. I don't like it. I don't like to hear those words. I don't like those actions, and I've been a blue collar guy all my life. I used to love being that guy, but I can't do it anymore. I've got this higher calling. So I've set a boundary with everybody that I work with on, hey, this is not acceptable anymore. Let's tone this down. And you can see their growth. And it's, it's, it's kind of crazy just, just uh, bringing the spiritualness to work that people don't see. And the boundaries that we all have help progress that. Uh, one of the kids I work with, he's got tattoos all over his body of Bible verses. And he's one of the rank ones. I was like, how can you have Bible verses tattooed on you and talk like this? And he's like, well, I had a rough life growing up, and my parents kind of went away, and I was raised by my grandparents. I was raised in church. He's like, I got all these tattoos when when I was really young. He's like, that was enough. He's like, the church, it kind of ruined me. So for him, he didn't set boundaries with what it was acceptable for him in this church setting. I get it. I get it. I've been, I've been pushed. I've been on fire for this, you know. I love the path that I'm going on. But you have to set boundaries, even in a biblical sense. You know, there's, sometimes there's just too much. I try to attend as many services as I possibly can. I'll be at the one right after this in the back room. Uh, I try to make a 6 o'clock one as much as possible. But there's only so much you can take on throughout the day before you just, you're, you're spent. And I know my, my son, Zach, we tried to go to a, the evening service one day, and he's like, Dad... We've been to church twice already today. Are you sure we need a third one? And it's like, well, I can agree with that, you know? And that's just one of those things. Like, you just going to trying to make three services in a day, it kind of burns you out a little bit. So I had to set a boundary. Either I'm going to make the second one, or I'm going to make the third one in the evening. So if you don't see me at the third one, it's because I made it to the second one. Uh, man, some of the, the stuff that I've been faced with, i say this past year, but really, it's only been the past couple of months. Uh, Watch Jake graduate high school, ship off to the Navy, boundaries. He knew when living with his mom, and no offense to her, he knew living with his mom, that's not where his growth was. He knew that it wasn't going to be the best position for him to stay with mom and go to school in Douglas County. It wasn't for him. There was just too many distractions. He didn't have boundaries. So, dad, I need to come live with you. All right, come on out enrolled him in high school out here. He was so far behind in credits. He had to do summer school, online classes to get credits. I mean, you name it. He had to do it. He buckled down. He set a boundary for himself to graduate, and he wanted to graduate on time, and he did it, and I'm proud of him for it. Shipped off to the Navy. I hear from him every once in a while, phone calls. You know, we get our letters here and there, and he's doing good. He set boundaries for himself. He knows that if he's struggling, it's always the next five minutes. I've just got to make it through this five minutes, and then I'll be fine. So that's his boundary. He knows that he's got to make it through the next five minutes in order to get through the day. And that was something that I told him before he left. So fast forward a couple months. Zach comes to me. Dad, man, I got to come live with you. I got to come to school out here. Just it's not right here. You know, there's too many distractions again. And Zach was one of the ones that I didn't think would have ever, ever said he was going to come out here and live with me. You know, I just, him and I, him and I have different visions in life and it's nothing, you know, it's nothing bad obviously, but he knew that it wasn't, it wasn't for him being at Douglas County. It's just the people, the distractions, just, it wasn't for him. Same thing. He's behind in all of his classes. He's not, he's behind in credits, but he knew that if he come out here, he'd have the, the drive and the push to go because he knows that has boundaries. Uh, the reason that he didn't want to come out here was the boundaries I had set for him when he was a kid growing up. You know, I was hard on my boys and they didn't like it. They loved the lifestyle of not having to worry about anything, just living it day to day. Now he's like, I got to have my boundaries, dad. Can you help me? So Zach moved in. We got, him, we got him all registered. He started school on time like he was supposed to. Then I think it was Wednesday. Jack hits me with dad, we got to talk. And I was like, oh man, he wants to go back to Douglas County. (laughs) It's like, uh uh-oh. So he he went and hung out with his mom. No, it was Thursday, sorry. He went out and hung out with his mom and had uh, dinner with his oldest brother. And they had a conversation that I never expected. He comes to me and he goes, dad, mom's moving. I need to live with you. And I was like, okay, we already planned on this. He's like, no, I'm living with you full time now. And I tell you what, never expected it. I'm proud of him. You know, he had the choice. Move with mom and see how it goes, or live with dad and know how your story's going to end. And that's boundaries, man. That's boundaries. Sorry, Zach. He's back there making the, somebody cutting onions. Ah. (laughs) I know, they're right here. (laughs) Sorry, she's giving me brief about cutting onions. So, now that I, I got this commitment with Zach, living with me full-time, there's a lot of stuff that comes along with it that I never expected. For one, you know, when Jake moved out, I lost my best friend. Zach fell right into it. And we have those deep conversations that Jake and I had. It's amazing. It really is. He's, uh, he's a kid I never thought he was going to be. And I don't mean that in a bad way towards him. But, man, he's... Just in the couple of weeks, he's turned his life around boundaries, you know. He's experimenting. He's figured out what's right, what's wrong, and here we are. (laughs) Another boundary that I didn't know I had was the ability to be up here to begin with. My uncle passed away last month, and uh, my aunt reached out to me and wanted me to officiate a service. So I proceeded to figure out what I needed to do and... Went and sat down and visited with my aunt for quite a while and tried to figure out the best way to handle this. And her only boundary for me was, I'm Jewish. You got to figure out how to preach to us and, uh, you know, make it right. And I was like, oh, I don't know how to do that, but we're going to make the best of it. So I tell you what, you want to struggle, just go to a non denominational church where you speak from all kinds of different books and then go try and do a service for somebody who's Jewish. I love my aunt to death, but that took some creativity. Her only boundary for speaking in godly terms was it had to come from King James. That was it. Come to find out, my King James version on Google is different than what her King James version was. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah my, my aunt doesn't have Google. And I tell you what, that was some of the hardest communicating you'd ever have because you cannot text somebody anything if they don't know how to text. So, that was was a struggle all in itself. I actually had to call her, go visit with her, because she just couldn't text. Anyways, uh, (laughs) ah, go do the service. This is amazing. Absolutely amazing. Got to, you know, be a pallbearer. We, uh, we go to Fort Logan. He was a Marine. We go to Fort Logan, wheel him out of the back of the hearse, wheel him over to the whatever you want to call it, and, uh. Man, hearing the 21-gun salute, everything that they did with that, the uh, funeral director forgot to lay a boundary out for me. He told me that I was going to have to say something, closing prayer, you know, for everybody. And you he kind of he kind of gave me a rough guideline on how to do it, but it wasn't set in stone. Like, I should have asked more questions. I really should have. So they do all their spiel, and they told me, hey, when so-and-so walks away, then you go ahead and go up there and stand in front, and you, you say your closing prayer, and, Give them the God. I was like, all right. So this guy turns around and walks off, and I just kind of hop up there in front of the casket. And this lady comes over, and she's like, you need to go back over there. We're not done yet. And I was like, yes, ma'am. So yeah, th- that was that whole boundary thing. I thought I had a boundary, but I didn't. It was definitely a, a not clear boundary. And that's, you know, that's a part of the, the part of the whole thing is, if you're going to have these boundaries set in place for people, make sure they're clear. And if you think that they're not understanding your boundary... Repeat it, break it down and repeat it so they can understand it. And that's, that's something that I had a hard time with. I got a friend that I kind of may or may not have crossed the boundary once or twice with. And we had to have a come in the Jesus meeting about boundaries. And you know, now there's this clear defined line. You know, they, uh, they say that God created the, the land to create, you know, slow down the chaos of the sea. Well, that, that little line in the sand right there, where the sea meets the sand, that's your line, that's your boundary. And we had to separate that chaos. And it was probably one of the best conversations that I've had with this person in a long time. But it promoted growth. Uh, I've spent more time with this person than I ever have, and it's been fun. It really has. It's just you know a whole new opportunity to growth, uh, doing the Bible study and stuff like that now. And I go set with them and visit and, you know, it's, it's a good time. We have our boundaries. And if it, if it wasn't for a clear boundary, I probably wouldn't have anything to do with it. And I wouldn't be able to have this sermon today because of it. So I owe that person a, a lot of thanks for setting some clear boundaries and making sure I understood them. Because what's a boundary if nobody understands them? Boundaries create freedom. They really do. If you look at it, if you have a clear defined line on what your boundaries are, you have all of the rest of everything that there is that you can wiggle with, as long as you don't cross that line. And I've experienced freedoms that I've never knew I've had with people because I do have clear boundaries with them. So with work, with your daily life, with relationships, whatever, whatever you're going through, just set boundaries. Just make them clear and go through it with them. You know, and being married twice, you kind of think you'd have some just normal boundaries in a relationship in a marriage. My first relationship, my first marriage, man, I thought I had some pretty good boundaries. Turns out I didn't have a boundary at all. There was zero boundaries. We just come and go as you please and do whatever you wanted to do. And that was really kind of the, the part that, that made our marriage not work. You know, it was I raced ATVs. I was, every weekend I was gone racing. You know, she was with me, had the kids with us, whatever. But I opened the door to some friends that I didn't know I had, didn't know I needed, didn't know I wanted. Honestly, I wish they would have ever been a part of my life. Uh, boundaries got crossed. Relationships ended. Uh, it, was, it was a life-changing experience, but I didn't learn anything. I didn't learn anything at all from it. So fast forward another two years and find myself in another pretty serious, committed relationship. We had boundaries. Man, I tell you what, you talked about boundaries almost every day. And it was, they weren't clear because we just, we just talked about them. We didn't set them because we both crossed our boundaries that we had for each other. You know, a marriage, you know, a bond, you have boundaries. And same thing, man, you just, you crossed them as you wanted to, did whatever you wanted to do, and it just ended up hurting us in the end. Boundaries that we had set for each other's kids, for each other, for our day-to-day lives, we talked about them all the time. I mean, there was a lot of pain, but we talked about them. We never did anything about it. There was no, there was no, uh, Punishment for crossing the boundaries. It was just we talked about it, and sometimes it got a little heated, but we just went on about it the next day like it was just a, just another thing. And there was no punishment. So if you have set boundaries with people, make sure that there's a clear, defined punishment. Let them know that if you cross this boundary with me, that you're not going to be a part of my life anymore, or you're going to have limited access to my heart. And that's that's a big thing about the boundaries that I've that I've had bestowed in front of me now is knowing that if I cross that boundary, I have a chance of losing a friend, losing a family member, you know, co-worker. Sorry, I thought that was my phone. So, the cool thing about me is I like to repeat stupid phrases all the time. Usually, it's just right, you know. That comes from, uh, was it Dazed and Confused or something like that? It's like, just right. So, I say it all the time, and it's just, it's just part of my everyday vocabulary, and Friend of mine come to me one day and she goes, you know, you say just right all the time. I got another word for you. It's called legume. So I'm like, well, what the heck does that mean? So I obviously Googled it because I'm an educated man. So the word the word legume comes from Sweden. It's uh, it means just enough, just the right amount. And I kind of I throw it around a little bit here and there when I think about it because it's kind of a cool word to say. It kind of rolls off the tongue, but. There was more to it. There was more than just a definition. I just didn't realize it. I just thought it was a cool word. So I dug into it a little deeper. Legume's an actual lifestyle in Sweden. And to take your whole entire lifestyle and make it just right, just enough, it's something that I think everybody here could probably benefit from. So I'm going to read this as best as I can word for word because I don't memorize stuff very well. You know, Google. So the Legume lifestyle is a sustainable lifestyle. You got to be aware of what you're doing, how you're doing it, whether it comes to shopping, driving, keeping up with the Joneses. Do you really need to have that brand new truck, that brand new trailer? Do you have to go spend thousands of dollars on groceries a month and throw away half of it because you cooked for eight people and you only had two? I'm not saying anything. I love your cooking. Uh, <laughs> With that, and having Zach in the house now, I try and be minimal. I cook enough for Zach and I, if I cook, because, well, let's face it, I never really had to worry about cooking before. Uh, (laughs) I cook just enough for Zach and I, and there's been plenty of times where I make a serving for four, and it turns out Zach and I are identify as a family of eight. Uh, We end up having to eat a a peanut butter and jelly sandwich if you're still hungry, because I didn't cook enough. We do just enough. Well, we don't waste. And sometimes you need a little more. But with that, though, there's a reason why them serving sizes are that big. That's just enough. If you want more than that, maybe you ought to supplement a little bit, you know? And don't supplement with more food. Don't don't overindulge yourself. Don't go buy that brand new pickup because you just want to fit in with the Joneses. You don't need it. Live a sustained lifestyle. Go buy that used truck that's got 200,000 miles on it. I drive one. It's amazing. It gets me wherever I need to go. I would love to have a new truck. But it's just not in the cards. I don't need it. <sighs> so, the necessities of life. I've been meal prepping, trying to gain a little weight. That's the bad thing about being as small as I am. It's amazing how much you have to eat to try and gain any weight. I've done it before, and it's expensive, and it is a pain. So here I am again. You know, I'm, I'm trying to say something about this legume lifestyle, but just enough. But I find myself, I have to eat so much. To try and gain just a little bit of weight, and it's not—it's—it's it's not what I'm supposed to do. I'm not—I'm not living that just bare minimal lifestyle. You know, I, my bank account says I live a really great life because I'm always broke. Uh, I need to tone it back. I need to live that that peaceful lifestyle and just just be minimalist. With the healthier side of life, you know, you got to think about your moderations and what you do going out to, you know, dinner every night, whatever. Yeah, it's a great treat to go out to dinner, but you have to do it every night. I mean, I've kind of done the cost analysis on it, and sometimes uh, going and getting a burrito from the store is a heck of a lot cheaper than trying to cook a meal. Uh, but same time, you're allowed to cheat. You're allowed to have a cheat day. You don't have to just follow that book to the T. You're allowed to cheat. You're allowed to, you're allowed to go out there and have that, that, that you know, high-class meal once in a while. And it's fine. It's fine. You guys, it's just it's just toning yourself back down. It's the it's the boundaries that you have to set to leave just enough. With that lifestyle, also comes on how how you live your life, with your day-to-day stuff. Do you do you really need to leave all that stuff out on the floor of the garage? Do you do you really have to leave that stuff sitting on the counter? No. Be organized. Pick up after yourself. Put stuff away. Just just the bare minimum. As long as you kind of keep up after yourself, it's the lifestyle. You know, it's that that chaos that when you got somebody coming over and you got to spend, you know, three days worth of cleaning in 10 minutes because they're on their way. You know, if if you just stay just a little bit organized, you're fine. It just you got to pick up after yourself. Clean out that closet, throw away them clothes or donate them. You know, bring down your wardrobe a little bit. Do I need to have, you know, these fancy boots that I got from Boot Barn? If you guys know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. Not really. I didn't get these from Boot Barn. My kid did, and I just stole them from him. Uh, no, that's uh, that's it. I mean, you know, I've got a you know hundred dollar pair of jeans on and a hundred dollar shirt. I don't need them. You know, I bought this stuff clear back before I realized I needed to tone down my lifestyle. Back then, I didn't. I had my my bills, my stuff like that that I needed to take care of, but I also had a little extra cash here and there. You know, I bought stupid stuff I didn't need to buy. You know, I, I, I funded stuff that I don't need to fund. You know, our dad's group, we try, and, we try and help the community with stuff. Well, sometimes when you can't get the community support, you got to dig into your own pocket. And sometimes when you dig into your own pocket, you forget that there's a bottom to it.